This is Ryan from Oceanside. I just received my bird ball and anchor, and the first thing I'm going to do is listen to I Doubt It with Dollamore. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. Episode 489, if you can believe it. Thanks for tuning in. I am Jesse Dollamore. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. And I'm also joined today by my lovely, talented, and scholarly co-host, Brittany Page. I have been getting a steady stream of supportive comments about meat and cheese treats. Oh, yeah. You, uh, you are the uh, originator, or at least the namer of such thing <laughs> i also i i i've had people say i never called them that but i eat them meat and cheese treats yeah i have seen a few of those mm-hmm. but i i have to tell everybody that i'm having a problem with the deli that i go to to get said meat and cheese treats because the deli counter lady oh, I know where you're going with this. is kind of aggressive. Wow, yeah, she is. And <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm not sure how I, I don't know what to do about the situation that I have. So here's what happens. We may have to switch grocery stores, is what you're saying. Yeah, because I I <laughs> okay, we'll just tell you what happened. So This goes back to Super Bowl. Yeah, this it was, was Super Bowl, right? Yeah, this was I think it was Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> This is in Albertsons. So for those of you who know what an Albertsons is, maybe you don't. It is a popular grocery store chain. Yeah. And they have a wing bar. I don't know if this is common in in grocery stores now, but they have a hot food wing bar where there are wings of different flavors. Like hot wing, chicken wings. Yes. And you can fill a little bucket or a little... Uh, to go box. Yeah, that's right. With the wings. Yeah, yeah. And pay for them by weight, I'm assuming. And, it is by weight, yeah. I think six ninety nine a pound. Oh, look I'm, at you. I'm always eyeball I love the chicken wing, you know? <laughs> okay. So I'm always eyeballing the hot wing over there, the hot the hot chicken wing bar. Yeah. So on Super Bowl Sunday, a popular wing holiday, there were a lot of people buying wings. And I did not care about that. I wanted some meat and cheese treat supplies. So I was at the deli counter getting my meat and cheese treats. And this woman that was helping me, I could tell she was very irritated about something. She was very bothered, kind of mumbling to herself under her breath. And I've she's helped me before. Let me say this. So she was so bothered while helping people in front of you that I was waiting with you. I bailed, remember? Mm-hmm. I left to go get the other stuff we were looking for because it was just too uh, it was thick. The tension and anger and angst was thick enough that it made me uncomfortable. I got the fuck out of there. Yeah, so something was obviously happening and she's helped me before and she's very open about how she's feeling. This isn't the first time that I've experienced this. I think it's only to you. I've never seen her venting to other customers. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. So <laughs> 
so she finishes getting me what I needed and I'm putting my last item in my cart and she starts going off about the people that are getting the wings saying that she wants to physically like hurt them. <laughs> oh, she did. That's right. <laughs> because they wanted the Albertsons employees to fill the buckets. It's a self-serve counter, right? right? And, and they're not buckets. They're like uh paper to go like at a restaurant you go and they put your leftovers in this it's like a chinese to go container but it's just cardboard colored and more more rectangular yeah and so apparently putting like picking up the tongs and squeezing the wing and then dropping it into the box it's was, orange county man was too much work for yeah. people and so they were throwing tantrums wanting the employees to handle the serving part of well, the self-serve also, bar <laughs> according to the deli gal Yes, yeah. yes. And so, but she started talking about like how she wanted to punch them in the face loudly while like looking and indicating in that direction. Yeah. And I'm standing there like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds really frustrating for you. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh, but I'm standing there like, what about my presence is indicating to her that. <laughs> I am safe enough to yeah. like have this conversation with. She's like, there's a compatriot. She feels the same way. I will commiserate with her. Yeah, and definitely. <laughs> I definitely, I sympathize for sure. And I've worked in service jobs where I have to deal with the public. And I totally understand how that can be. But it was very... <laughs> It was really aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> it was really aggressive. So I was a little concerned. Now, every time I see her, I'm a little nervous to go back because she'll probably vent to me about something that someone is doing and I'll have to she stand vented, there. She vented to you one other time, too, about something. Yeah, I think it was another holiday and she didn't like that holiday. I, I can't remember what it was, but... Yeah, I, I wonder about this because how does someone decide who is is safe especially in that environment which customers are safe to because she was also cursing yeah like, which customers are they're cool the cool ones mm -hmm. that i can really <laughs> just let it all hang out you know what i mean yeah well i guess, I guess it's a compliment then <laughs> because you're one of the cool yeah ones. i don't look like i'm gonna be like excuse me ma'am you're using naughty words and i'm gonna have to where just, is your manager ma'am just wrap up the meat treats yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I don't look like one of those. That's good. Well, maybe it's good that you're you're uh up there with her and giving her the space and the the you know, it's like a pressure cooker. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't tip the little thing and let some of the pressure out of there, it's like a bomb in your kitchen. Yeah. So maybe you're just letting off a little bit of the pressure mm -hmm. so she doesn't explode and, you know, kill everybody. Yeah, and use the meat slicer in a very different way. <laughs> You're right. I should keep going up there. It's a public service you're doing, Brittany Page. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I think I'll continue. I think I'll get over it, and I will continue. I like it. Got to do it for the meat and cheese treats. Yeah, it's uh, just consider it um, community service. Exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of community service, though, we actually have some interesting like advice-type questions that we've received from listeners. Yeah, all right. So maybe it's best to start with with those yeah we have an email from sean 
And he says, hi, Jesse and Brittany, longtime listener, first time emailer. Mm. Welcome to the program, Sean. Yes. Wondering what your opinion is on having political political discussions with a conservative roommate. I got a job in a different town about a year and a half ago and moved in with a guy from Craigslist. I'll refer to him as Roomie. (laughs) (laughs) Roomie is a nice guy and we actually get along. I want to call him Craig. (laughs) No, we're calling him Roomie. All right. Roomie is a nice guy and we actually get along really well. However, he does maintain some fairly conservative views. He listens to Ben Shapiro on a fairly regular basis, if that gives you an idea. So he loves logic, I'm assuming. Is that right, Sean? He's a big fan of logic. Okay, back to the email. Additionally, he has friends and a brother who are of the same mindset, sometimes even more so. But I usually get along with them, too. We are all in our mid-20s. Knowing this, I usually avoid political discussions, although Rumi knows my political leanings at this point. The other day, Rumi's brother was over watching football with us, and he somehow brought up Beto. He said he thought Beto was a douche for using the name Beto to get the Hispanic vote and talked about how Trump had a crowd of tens of thousands in El Paso while Beto had a few hundred. (laughs) Stuff like this happens occasionally where Rumi or Rumi's friends slash brother will spout conservative views or misinformation. They have made disparaging remarks about atheists several times in the past, which I am. I guess my question is, do you think it is even worth it to try and correct some of the things they say? I won't live with Rumi forever. It just doesn't seem like it's worth the effort. I'm not a great on-the-fly debater, and I kind of doubt I will change their minds. What do you think? Thanks, and as always, Brittany is the best part. Sean from Corvallis, Oregon. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. So I'll, I'll let you begin because I probably don't have as nuanced an opinion about it as you. As you. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you're going to say, but let's, yeah, I'll give my take first. Um, here's what I would say. I don't think that, I don't think you need to be silent, right? So if they're talking about the crowd size and you have some information that is different, why not join the conversation yeah, and, thro- and give thro- the information that you have? Throw a little facts don't care about your fucking feelings, Adam. Well, I mean, you don't need to say that. Eh, why not? But you can <laughs> give the facts. And you're right, Sean. You probably won't change their minds about anything. But I don't think that you need to be silent, right? And kind of concerned about maybe making them angry, right? They're obviously comfortable saying these things around you. Yeah. They're not worried about, oh, should we talk about this in front of Sean? Ooh, at least it doesn't sound like they are. Yeah. Well, they're not. Th- Usually these types aren't trying to convince anybody of their thoughts. They're just trying to trigger the libs because they're ass wipes. Right. But what might happen, right, when you toss out that information is they will realize, oh, Sean doesn't agree with everything we're just sitting around saying all the time. He he actually is kind of pushing back on that. Yeah. Maybe in the future, we will be more careful about the things that we say. Like that might happen, but I don't think that's necessarily negative, right? Correcting someone on the crowd size, I don't think that's a relationship ender. <laughs> you wouldn't think. You're going to have to move out now, Sean, now that you said that. Yeah. About the crowd size. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would... Uh... Listen, if it's easy, like a fact check like that, mm-hmm. maybe maybe do it. 
But it sounds like you're going to have to be careful about when you do that. Because if it's if you're in a situation where it's, you know, Rumi and his dingus pals, all of them. Yeah. You don't want to put yourself in a position where you're trying to make headway against a group of individuals who all hold the same stupid fucking misinformation beliefs. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think I just bide my time and... GTFO when you can, you know? That's shocking, coming from Jesse D. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I, 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 Maybe it's because I built a picture of this guy in my head already just from your explanation, your description of him. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down, as, as long as the guy's not constantly giving you bullshit lines like the facts don't care about your feelings. I mean, if he's one of those, like Ben Shapiro devotees... I, you know, I might strangle the fuck out of him in the middle of the night. I don't know that I'd be able to handle it. Oh, God. So anyway, I, I don't know. If if you get along and it's okay and you can you can maintain a relationship with him outside of discussing how fucking wrong he is about everything, then uh, yeah, have at it. Good yeah, times. It just seems weird that we aren't able to... If he has different information and he's not even like, hey, guys, listen, you're wrong. And let me explain why you're wrong. Okay. These are the facts. (laughs) It's just, oh, hey, like, where did you read that? Because I I didn't hear that. What I heard was, you know, and why why is the political discussion um, wrapped up in an expectation that Sean be quiet? Right. Yeah. No, I don't believe that at all. But but if he's admittedly not a strong on the fly debater. Mm hmm. You definitely don't want to get put in a position where they're just countering your facts with their bullshit, and then they feel high and mighty like they're right. And that's not a good feeling. We, even the, the the insecurity that you know you're right about what you're saying, it's still a bummer when you're in a group and everybody's like, yeah, what a fucking idiot. Even if you're right, you're like, ah, God damn it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, so, Sean, basically, we did not help you at all. And we're sorry about that. <laughs> just wait until you really have to pee and then just piss all over his stuff. Next time, what you can do <laughs> is when you're looking for a roommate and you have someone come over to interview, just say, I do not like Donald Trump. And then just get a read on their face. Yeah. Just the micro expression. That's the way to do it. And then you don't have to have this problem. You just when you're shaking their hand, look deeply in their eyes and say, fuck Donald Trump. And then see what, what the reaction is. Yeah. If there's a glimmer of hope and love, <laughs> that's your guy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Brittany, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, thank you for the email. I hope that, you know, let's put it out to the audience. Yeah, for sure. How wrong are we? Yeah, how, wh- right what is, would you do? how right is Brittany Page about this? <laughs> 657-464-7609. We always accept and love to play voice memos from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. This next email is from someone who did not put their name on it, so we are assuming it is anonymous. Hey, Brittany and Jesse, I work in the music industry and have maybe 50 or so points of connection with Ryan Adams. I've never been introduced to him personally, but I know current and former members of his band and have worked with some of his touring crew and other jobs. The alleged abuse of Courtney Jane, Phoebe Bridgers, Mandy Moore, and others have been common knowledge inside the industry for some time. But in their case, we're talking about alleged emotional abuse and manipulation. To my knowledge, no one has claimed physical abuse. However, this New York Times article lays out that they have evidence of him sexting and exchanging pictures with a then 14-year-old. 
which of course should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I hope charges are brought and he has to give up years of his life for an abuse like that. Yes. In the case of the adult women, though, if you were in the shoes of someone in this industry, what would you do? Manipulation or emotional abuse aren't illegal. And in this case, I don't know any of the women personally. But how do you act as an ally under these circumstances? Several people in our touring party are women, and I think I can speak for everyone I personally know. But if we ever saw someone being mistreated, we'd for sure stand up for them. But as far as things that aren't necessarily illegal and that you just hear strong, repeated rumor about, what do you do? Okay, so that's the email. And just to once again, you go ahead. (laughs) Just to give some background, Ryan Adams, the New York Times, I believe, broke the story on the allegations against him. I honestly don't know who he is. I don't know any of his music. I've heard his name. People keep confusing him with Brian Adams. Right, the 80s star. He is not Brian Adams. He is Ryan Adams. Two different people. Yes. So allegations like the email are talked about. He was married to Mandy Moore, and she was one of the people in the article. And like the emailer said, the allegations on her end are primarily emotional abuse type stuff. And... um. Interfered with her career and ridiculed her like just a dick. Right. Yeah. And that was some of that. I mean, that was the primary theme of the allegations, right? That he would come on to these women and say, I'm going to help you with your career. And then they would say, like, no, thanks. Yeah. I don't know who you are, Ryan Adams. I'm assuming um, that that's what they would say. <laughs> Yeah, I've looked you up on YouTube and not one single song, even the ones that have been listened to millions of times, did I recognize. Yes. They've said that. Yes. That's not what I think or mm-hmm. what happened with me. That I would just assume would be what their reaction would be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> of course, that's not what they said because apparently... They also probably said, hey, dude, get a haircut. It's not the fucking 90s. Yeah. Apparently... S- something like that. Apparently, they didn't say that, though, because they knew who he was. <laughs> and apparently, he does have power. So... Yes, that's right. He would say, here, I'm going to use my power and get you a career and um, then they would reject his advances, and then he would say, okay, yoink, I'm not going to help you, and I'm going to make things difficult for you. So a similar pattern to what we've heard from people like Bill O'Reilly or these other kind of powerful men. Harvey Weinstein. Right, but minus the rape allegations and things like that and and child sexual abuse allegations yes and that was the big part of the article was that ryan adams i mean at one point was like texting with this child and said they'll call me r kelly if they find out lol yeah you know so he was aware of what he was doing and he's denying all of this of course but the new york times had the texts you see. Yeah. So that's a problem. And I believe there's now an, an, a criminal investigation that that's right. been opened that up right. into this. But the, the question specifically is how to be an ally to women in this situation. What, what do you do? Because it's emotional abuse, like setting aside the 14-year-old situation. And what I would say is that this emailer is probably doing what they need to do, right? Yeah. In saying that if they witnessed something, they would stand up for that, right? I'm not sure what more the emailer could do to to show that they are an ally in these situations or or what they would be looking for necessarily. Are, is the expectation that like they talk about how much they hate Ryan Adams in order to support the women? Is that kind of the, the question or? Yeah, I don't... 
in these kinds of situations, I think it's tough. And let's take the fame element out of it. Mm-hmm. That, that because this, he says he's got points of connection to the guy, but never really interacts with him. So it's not like you can call him out. Mm-hmm. But let, let's just say, like for for regular everyday people who don't have you know dozens and dozens of connections to the most famous guy who we've never actually seen any of his work. Mm-hmm. You know th- mm-hmm. that kind of. <laughs> um, let's say say it's a dude who works down the hall, or a guy in your in your social network, mm-hmm. actual friends network Mm -hmm. i think you want to stay connected and and my initial thought was and this is why i'm saying this because my initial take on it was well you cut them off you you don't fucking have anything to do with that person the problem with that that i think it's wrong that i thought that is because if you cut off the dude you're automatically cutting off the, the wife or the girlfriend and then she's isolated if all of the friends connected to to the guy who's abusing her emotionally or whatever, if they all disconnect, she's alone with the abuser, so with no group of friends. So you got to stay connected to provide support for that woman. So you're talking about a situation in which they're still in the relationship. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. no, that's exactly right. Is that not? Am I am I off base there? Well, that wasn't specified in the oh, email. Okay. I, well, that's what I should. I was thinking. Yeah. Because if you like, everybody knows somebody who's not the greatest husband, mm-hmm. who's kind of a dick face, mm-hmm. who might be disrespectful or dismissive or outright, you know, verbally abusive. Mm-hmm. And if you if you disconnect from that because you don't want to be a part of that toxicity, mm-hmm. you're leaving someone who's being victimized alone. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just think that was my initial thought is fuck that guy. But by virtue of that, you're fucking the person who's really needing the support. Yeah. And I will say that I think that this case goes a little bit beyond just these were his personal relationships in which he was mean. Yeah. I think there is still an element consistent with hashtag me too. That is he would approach young women being a man who has more power in the industry and say, I help you have a career. Right. Also, let's sleep together. Yeah. And the women would say, like, I'm not going to have a relationship with you or maybe I don't want to have a relationship with you anymore. And then it would be, okay, well, I'm going to fuck with your career. Yeah. And that kind of manipulation and abuse is what we're talking about with hashtag me too that should no longer be acceptable from men. And so in terms of how to be an ally in that case, I mean, I don't think that someone necessarily needs to disconnect from all of their connections to the person that is abusing. You know, I don't think that that would be expected of anyone as an ally. Um, that just because you're connected to people who are connected to that person, yeah, like you need to disconnect from all of those people. I mean, listen, most men have done bad things. Sure. Right? That they regret that they probably shouldn't have done. This is all like a recent development, realizing that women have feelings and things. So, <laughs> wow. Um, Unfortunately, you're, that's true. So, it's a weird, like, oh, wait, that's, I'm not supposed to do that. Oh, my God. Right. And there's been more room for men to become introspective and reflective on their past and their behavior. Yeah. And it, it's happening and it's it's new and it's recent and that sucks. But it's happening and that's a good thing. Um, so what I'm saying is <laughs> if you're cutting off everyone who's been a dick, 
you're going to be cutting off a lot of people. And you're, and if you're cutting off everyone who's connected to a dick, you're going to be... You're fucked. Yeah, you're going to talk to nobody. Right, you're so, going to be a Walmart greeter. Yeah, so there is some element of, I mean, needing to preserve your connections in your career. I understand that. I, I think what you, really what you need to strive to do is... Help where you have the power to help, exactly. especially in in this in the emailers situation where they they have some semblance of power and connection to people of power. Yes, do what you can where you can. Exactly, influence where you can, and uh, and just keep doing that. And show that you're that person who will stand with people in in an abusive situation. Yeah, right, be, that's all you can do. Too. Be, be the human version of those houses when we were kids that had like the McDonald's safe house sign on them. Yeah, that you could just run into if you're getting ready to be molested on the fly outside in public. Yes, you could run in there. It's like a safe house. Be a human safe house for people. They can come to you for sure. Like, hey, I'm having this problem. Exactly. You got to put that out there in the universe, though. Yeah. God, it's fucking lame that I said the, the universe. Bat sign. Put it out there. You know, people can. You know. A human McDonald's safe house. Yeah, whatever happened to those? Are those still around? I don't know. I think maybe too many problematic individuals caught on that that was a thing and started putting them in their windows. I don't know. I don't know. Really? I, have no, I don't I have no any idea. All right. Some listener out there, do a report for us and send it in. Yes, we love reports. <laughs> All right. Do we have another email or are we going to get to this Ilhan Omar thing that has... Not been great. Let's get to the Ilhan Omar thing. But first, before we do, I want to say that uh, I got some hate on this, too. Yeah, I, I got... Usually, usually, it's just you. Yeah, But yeah, I yeah. also got some hate. Right. Which is weird, because you were the super metered one. I'm the one that called her a fundamentalist. Well, I, I love this, actually, because this is a perfect illustration of something that we talk about a lot on the show, which has been... Well, we've done... This is our 489th episode. That's right. And over 500 with all the bonus episodes. Yeah, 72 bonus episodes. We've put out a lot of content. We've talked a lot, okay? And what we have found in our experience... <laughs> we've been... I'll, I'll talk as an in of one here. Um, <laughs> that people are going to hear what they want to hear, right? I, and that yeah, happens... 100%. All, that happens all the time. And it's really a bummer. And it actually makes me think how often I do that. How often oh, I yeah. just hear what I want to hear too when someone's talking. And I bet it happens all the time. I'm trying to be more aware of it though because it's so frustrating when it happens to me. And very prevalent. It happens to us all the time. Yeah, but someone tweeted me after that episode and they said something like, I'm not reading it, um, heard your attack, attack on yeah, Ilhan sure. Omar and comma bye yeah comma bye bye and then i've never heard from them and don't know who they are so i'm assuming that means they unfollowed me and, and likely don't listen to the show anymore yes right and an attack yeah an attack on her well, really so you a, can't criticize it's a great place to to jump off onto this this voicemail from team ian in yes. Washington, D.C. at team ian one of our favorites make sure you follow on twitter well let, let me say because team ian Ian Brinksman mm -hmm. is way more liberal than me. Yes. He's more would defend Antifa. Um, he's more Democratic Socialist, DSA party kind of a guy. We love this guy. We love Team Ian. We, and so I expected, I was really hoping he would sound off. 100%. And, and I'm prefacing it by saying, if you are so reactionary that you stop listening to the show you didn't really listen because this is a guy i expected criticism from right and this is his response hey folks 
it's your old, old long time, but somewhat recently absent friend, Team Ian. Uh, you know, as you sort of predicted, I wanted to call in and push back a little on your Elon Omar thoughts. I thought you guys actually did a very respectful, even-handed, um, you know, overall well-done critique. Um, so this is not like a, a vitriolic, I think you're wrong, but, but I do disagree with you on a couple points. Um, starting first with, and, and, and by the way, I should say, I think you framed it exactly right, that, you know, a lot of the right-wing criticism or a lot of the right-wing uh, worry about anti-Semitism is obviously fake. They're not actually that concerned about what Omar said, considering just the makeup of their caucus. And, you know, they have a president that is literally endorsed by the American Nazi Party. Like, obviously, that's we can just kind of put that off full cloth. But, you know, about what she said specifically, you know, I... I reject the notion that her saying that the All About the Benjamins is uh, a Jewish trope, inasmuch that what she was saying was that APEC is a powerful lobby with a lot of money that uses that money to buy influence, as do all lobbies. You know, the trope of Jews is not that they love spending money, it's that they, you know, you don't have to go into the, the, the actual, like, racist. Thing. But, we, but we, we, you get where I'm going with that, right? Like it's, it doesn't actually work under its own logic. So, and, and I think what it was, it was bad actors, not all of them, there was some good faith, but most of it was bad faith actors saying, this is a trope, we, this, this woman's an anti-Semite, we need to reject what she's saying. I, I, and I do want to bring up a couple other smaller points, that 2012 tweet. Obviously using hypnotized is a bad word choice, and that was bad, but let's Let's contextualize it, because I think that's important. In 2012, what she was tweeting about, which all the websites that pulled it immediately ignored, was Israel was engaging in, oh, God, what was that called? I think it was Protective Edge, which was essentially just a utter, awful bombardment of Gaza, blowing it to smithereens. Uh, it was war crimes uh, beyond the pale, about half the victims of the 1,500 Palestinians killed were children, and of course, Israel was having bipartisan consensus on our country and most of the Western world were supporting it. Yeah, you know, Kristen Gillibrand had a We Support Israel uh, resolution passed with Ted Cruz during that. (laughs) Right in the middle of our history lesson. God damn. Anyway, so... um, Normally, I wouldn't do this. Normally, I don't allow because, you know, I'm a big taskmaster. 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 A rule uh, enforcer. But this is important. And and I I really, you know, uh, anyway, uh, part two (laughs) coming up. All right, Timmy, and I'm really stupid and don't know how long three minutes is. So sorry for running long and doing a second voicemail. I just want to quickly finish up. You know, 2012 context, bad use of words, but like, let's, let's contextualize. I think her first apology, um, I, I would think it's legitimate. Second, ADL, I don't particularly trust surveys they, uh, conduct abroad. ADL is very good domestically about figuring out, um, about, about pushing back against hate speech and things like that, but it does also serve, 
to to defend sort of Israel generally. And there's a lot of very good writings about that that I'm happy to to share with you guys if you have any interest. Um, basically, yeah, my my my, my whole and, and I should say too that like the majority, you know, we keep saying that Jews are saying that Jews are upset, but like it's it, it's a generational thing. It's 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 the majority of millennial Jews are uh, you know support Palestinian uh, personhood, statehood, lives, and uh, are. Uh, the majority of the left, by and large, supports Representative Omar. Um, and, 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 and honestly, I think she's an incredibly valuable person. How she spoke to the war criminal Elliot Abrams was, uh, showed real bravery. And the reason people are attacking her, as you guys very rightly said, not because they care about anti-Semitism, for the most part, the, the bad actors. Because that she she talked about Palestinian human rights, full stop. Anyhow, uh, again, thank you for uh, being super nuanced about this and being open and being wonderful, lovely, handsome people. All right, talk to you later. Cheers. So the other reason that they are thank you, Ian, very much. Uh, yes. th- the other reason that that she and and um, and uh, Ocasio Cortez. And uh, Rashida Tlaib, the reason they are easy fucking targets for Republicans, because they're all women of color. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not lose sight of that. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to criticize the black lady with the hijab on because the base is going to fucking yum, 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 yum. they're going to gobble that shit right the fuck up. So it, get, it provides an increase in political capital for Republicans to pander attacking women of color to their base. So let's let's just get that out of the way right away. I'm very supportive of Ilhan Omar in that way. I just don't I don't so quickly dismiss the the what I do perceive to be an anti-semitic tinge running through her her comments yeah and i i do want to point out even i mean ian had to say you know what she meant by that was and then explain yeah. and explain what her argument was and she didn't really give an argument a tweet's right, not a critique right and so I, I guess i guess what i would say is you know we can expect more from somebody to to give us that argument, right? That um, Ian doesn't need to call on her behalf and explain what she meant by her tweet. She can she can do that, right? She can make a critique. She can do that. Um, but I, I want to hear the the nuanced argument from her. Yeah, right? and she's 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 not doing that. This morning you said the president traffic. What is wrong with you? Question about your tweet. You had a tweet saying the president trafficked in hate. I yes, I tweeted. There's a response. You can run that and have a nice day. She's not. And then I, I would also say about the ADL thing. Um, would Ian push back on the result that ADL found then that what, we talked about what, last what, time? What do you mean? The survey that we talked about last time that the Anti-Defamation League did in 100 countries um, of attitudes toward Jews, finding that. Uh, anti-Semitism is twice as common among Muslims than Christians. All right. So you're asking Ian, while he takes issue with the ADL, is he taking issue with the actual results of that? Does he believe that that it's untrue that Muslims have bad attitudes toward Jews more so than, let's say, Christians? Right. And that anti-Semitism is more prevalent in the Middle East than in the Americas. Yeah. Um, Because I'd I'd be interested totally to see... um, 
survey research on that from somewhere else. That I tried. It. I tried to find some from Pew Research, and they've done a lot of stuff on attitudes toward different um, demographics and in, in all over the world. And I was having trouble tracking it down. But hmm. they've done so much that it just might be that I'm not finding it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I would totally be interested to see more on that. It's one thing to take issue with the ADL uh, internationally, I think, more than domestically he does. Uh, It's one thing to take issue with him, but it's another thing to say outright, I don't believe that finding. Yeah, those are two different things. So I'm just trying to get, is he discounting? Because that finding seems pretty fucking logical, commonsensical to me. Does it? Yeah, it, for to me it does. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I'm not sure, but like I said, um, and I know he said he could send us some stuff about the ADL not being good. You know the email address, brother. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but additionally, I'd be curious about that piece. But I also want to say, um, props to Ian, and maybe it's just because we like each other. <laughs> yeah. We have friendly interactions that we can have friendly conversations even when we don't agree i don't i i wish that that wasn't the case that you had to know someone on a more personal level and really i mean we're we're internet friends with ian we've never met in person yeah i think it's because he knows our intent is pure that we're not hateful fucking ass wipes and that's my problem i often don't describe honest intent to people when i'm arguing or discussing something online especially that i don't know people i don't know yeah yeah i see that and so maybe that person who got angry and thought we were attacking it has not been listening for a long time or or something but you know it's a bummer to hear that someone thought that that it was an attack that we're being hateful because that was certainly not the intent and like we've talked about a lot i mean we are going to have we do have a large field of democratic candidates here for 2020 yeah and we have to be able to criticize our side we have to. So we need to get used to it. We need to get used to having these conversations and and making room for criticism of people on our side, on our team, yeah. right? Um, the us versus them thing, we have to make room to to look at us. For sure. So anyway, thanks, Ian. We appreciate the call very much. We, we still, we would love to have some feedback on this. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email those voice memos from your smartphones to I doubt it. At dollamore.com. We have one more call that we're going to push to next episode. So Andy in Oklahoma, your message is more evergreen. It's not really uh, steeped in the news <laughs> and a particular topic. So we're going to push it to next time. Thank you all for participating in moving the conversation forward. It is important to us, and we love you. Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore. We have a new Patreon supporter. Yes. Doug. Doug. Thank you, sir. We appreciate it very much. Um, we're real happy. We are happy. Very, very contented with how things are going right now with the show. Uh, We haven't hit any uh, Sam Harris-style roadblocks in a while. Mm. And, you know, it's not for lack of trying, if you will. It's not for not addressing things that are controversial, like this Ilhan Omar thing. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to have open, 
earnest and honest discussions about things that not everybody is going to agree about. In fact, we want to have discussions about things specifically that people aren't all going to agree about because that's how we we come to some resolution. That's how we refine how we think and talk about things. It's how we get better. Absolutely how we get better. So I just want to say thank you to everybody who is a part of the Patreon family, who supports us financially uh, monthly because... We are growing, and it is it is universally and solely because of your financial support that we're able to continue to do this and to grow, to be the next level of the thing that we want to be. So you guys are the best. We love the shit out of you, and uh, just all the good feels. Democracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. So things are getting goddamn crazy out there, and I think. Oh, how do you mean? I think it's it's likely to get more bananas. But before we did the show here today, I wrote a a, a script for a video that we're going to do right after we we close shop here, mm-hmm. and. That's I say that in the video. It's fucking bananas. And the clo- I believe that the closer we get to the Mueller report and the more indictments that we get and the more Roger Stone information that starts being released by the special prosecutor, mm-hmm. and that's what we're getting ready to talk about next, the more bananas it's going to get. Donald Trump leveled a bevy of charges via Twitter over the last couple of days. That Rod Rosenstein is a criminal, that the people investigating him should be jailed, that Saturday Night Live should face retribution, and that the government should look into them. It is getting out of hand. Yeah. But... Can I also say, though? Yes, please. About the SNL and the facing retribution, a lot of the commentary on that focused on, like, ha-ha, Donald Trump doesn't laugh. Ha-ha, he doesn't have a sense of humor. It's really not about that. That is a fucking weak hot take. That's stupid. Can we focus on, like, the real message that's being yes, sent there? That the president <laughs> of the United States of America, the longest standing democracy, don't Try to. I, it's already fact checked. It's something that constantly gets brought up because I said in a video one time. <laughs> the leader of that democracy, that representative democracy, is calling for retribution against comedians who made jokes about him, who's calling for the United States government, the power and weight of the investigatory ability of this government to look into them Mm -hmm. for utilizing their constitutionally protected right to free speech. What in the fiddle and fuck is going on in America? And where are the Republicans? Hang on, I'm not done. Where are the Republicans? Where the fuck are Republicans? These asswipes who hold up their little pocket constitutions like Ted Cruz. Where is he? Where the fuck are they while this this president is trying to tear down the pillars of our centuries-old democracy? Are you fucking kidding me? 
I may need a benzo after listening to that rant. Um, I <laughs> we should have just recorded that for the video because I don't even go that intense. No, but it 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 is this alarming though. And listening to you talk about it in that way just really raised my heart rate. I'm, Excuse me, scream about it. <laughs> yes, scream about it. But it's but it's true. Yes, and and I know that this is meaningless. But if President Obama were to have said this. Everyone would be going crazy. Yes. There would be, I mean, it would be madness in this country. I need to get that tattooed on my fucking back. If Obama had done this, a dot, dot, dot. Yes. But honestly, and it doesn't matter. No one cares. But seriously, it's it's scary. If Obama had, not only would I be reacting as I just did. Right. So would Republicans. Mm-hmm. They would be screaming about tearing down the pillars of our democracy. Yeah. Yeah. These same fucking asswipes. And this is the point. We don't want people in office that only care when it's the opposing party that's doing something wrong. Yes. Wrong is wrong. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. It's super fucking simple. It, it seems to be pretty simple, I'm, but maybe maybe something's more complicated. So, so speaking as wrong as wrong, uh, prosecutors have now announced that they have Roger Stone's WikiLeak communications. And we are following a lot of breaking news in Robert Mueller's Russia investigation. Tonight, prosecutors are revealing for the first time that they have evidence that Trump ally Roger Stone communicated with WikiLeaks. This, as a federal judge, just put a gag order on Stone and lawyers involved in his criminal case. Also breaking, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders has been interviewed by the special counsel's office in a story that was first reported exclusively by CNN. I want to bring in uh, Pamela Brown, our senior White House correspondent. We have justice reporter Shimon Prokupes and CNN national security and legal analyst uh, Susan Hennessy. Tell us what you're learning, Pam. Well, Brianna, we're learning the prosecutors are saying for the first time today that they have direct evidence of Roger Stone communicating with WikiLeaks. This is according to a new court filing from special counsel prosecutors. And the prosecutors had to show uh, the case against uh, basically how the case of the Russians hacking the DNC and the Stone case are related. So the way they did that is they executed multiple search warrants that showed up this information on several accounts that showed that Roger Stone was in fact in touch with Guccifer 2.0, believed to be Russian intelligence, and WikiLeaks. Now, it's unclear what those communications entailed, but previously prosecutors had said that he was seeking to reach Julian Assange through intermediaries to find out what the Russians had and whether it would help the Trump campaign. So this certainly, Brianna, raises a lot of questions because, again, in the Roger Stone indictment, it just alluded to the fact he was trying to get in touch with WikiLeaks, not that there was this direct evidence. Of course, he was charged... Uh, with lying, not conspiracy. So certainly this raises a lot of questions, though, about what those communications were about, why this is just being revealed now. And how significant is this in your evaluation, Susan? I think potentially it is quite significant. So Roger Stone has always sort of uh, been in this nebulous space. And then the big million-dollar question here is, what, is there a direct line or a line that we can trace between the Trump campaign, the Trump organization, people actually within the president's orbit, and this Russian plot? Robert Mueller has, has really laid out quite convincingly what exactly the Russians engaged in. And Roger Stone, by virtue of his own public comments at the time, right, that John Podesta was going to have his time in the barrel, essentially correctly predicting the future, 
really did raise the specter that he knew this non-public information that turned out to be true in advance. And so one of the interesting things here is not just how close is Stone's ties to actually to, to WikiLeaks or to Assange personally, but also what was the nature of his communication with the president or with the Trump campaign? Those are both big unanswered questions of essentially what role did he play here and was he potentially a go-between or a pass-through that communicated relevant information? Now, I'm going to make a, a, a prediction here. Ooh. Robert Mueller has communications between the Trump campaign and Roger Stone about this. We'll have to take down this date so we can do a, a Be- future well, horn. Uh, that's right. Trumpets. I, I, I say that because, one, they released, they made a statement, the, the prosecutors, which is very rare for the Mueller team, saying that we have Roger Stone's com- direct communications with WikiLeaks. So it's not like this, eh, we think maybe he did, or, you know, in, 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 it just seems like, or we have the communications. Mm-hmm. We actually have the physical communications that he had, records of them. And I've said this before, that I believe all of this was orchestrated by the Donald Trump campaign because they went through stages, unlike any other campaign I've ever seen, of firing high-level officials who then didn't go out and badmouth or be angry about their firing it was all seemed to be orchestrated, starting with Roger Stone. Early on, they let him go, and he continued to work in tandem with the campaign, with the dirty tricks. Then Corey Lewandowski, who didn't leave angry, mm-hmm. he moved on and worked in parallel with the campaign. All of this, I believe, was was part of the plan from the beginning. And I believe Robert Mueller has communications between Roger Stone and the campaign outlining what he was finding out so he could coordinate with the campaign about their messaging against the timeline of the releases from WikiLeaks and the information they were revealing to the world that came directly from Russian intelligence. This is fucking not going to end well for Donald Trump and the team. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say it's going to get more and more crazy with calls that there was a coup, that this entire investigation, the start of the investigation, by criminal Rod Rosenstein, he said in a tweet, that he was up to illegal acts to try to foment this investigation, which he is calling a coup, and he's being backed up by Fox News, which over this last few days has repeated it over and over and over again. Was this a coup? An attempted coup. A coup d'etat. A soft coup. For lack of a better word, coup. This is a low energy coup. It's a coup attempt. (laughs) An open coup. Essentially a coup. There was like, essentially a coup. A low energy coup. Right. Amazing. (sighs) We're coming to the end here. Because the fever pitch of insanity is picking up. Mm -hmm. Bananas! But let's let's quickly, I was going to play the Lou Dobbs. I mean, let's play this part of it. 
Lou Dobbs. But we'll play the whole goddamn thing. Goddamn. Fox News is complicit right now in propping up this bizarre message. Lou Dobbs is calling for an investigation into Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court, John Roberts. Now, do you know a lot about Lou Dobbs' history? Well, well yeah, Has a little he bit. always been like no. this? No, I mean, he's always been kind of the, yeah, get off my lawn, kind of that old man. A little bit stodgy, a little bit conservative. He used to work for, for CNN. For CNN, he worked. Mm-hmm. But he's gotten, he's off the rails now yeah. in support of his dictatorial uh, chum, Donald yes, Trump. for sure. So, first, in this first clip, he categorizes all of this, these investigations and the treatment of the media of Donald Trump as an like as an assault. Donald Trump has been assaulted by the media. First of all, uh, the idea that uh, this president has been hounded, harassed, attacked, assaulted by a, a, a complicit left-wing media that continues to bray and hound him, uh, even as it's clear that it was a conspiracy at the top of the Department of Justice and the FBI to depose this constitutionally elected president of the United States. To depose. They don't mean deposition. They mean to remove from power by way of coup. That is what he's talking about there. Now, the conversation with his guest goes on, and this is where he's talking about Justice, Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court, John Roberts, being complicit in this of deposing Donald Trump by putting only liberals on the FISA court to get the search warrants that were necessary to find out some of the intelligence information we we know now about Russia's involvement. This is unbelievable. It turns out that Chief Justice uh, John Roberts, who is in charge of the FISA courts, is, after all, a liberal and has well, now, uh, well, he is now acknowledged as such. Uh, and this is, it looks like partisan work that re- reaches even to the Supreme Court. I blame John Roberts for a lot. I don't, I don't know if this one oh, we I can hang I on him blame. because I, I think it's very possible when it we is. get well, the full story hang. that those judges were misled. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. But this is a chief justice who put all left-wing judges into those FISA courts. It looks like a complicity that goes beyond. And only for the sake of appearances should, uh, at the very least, no chief justice put all liberals onto any court. I'm for courts that are not all liberals. I'll agree with that. Okay. Uh, and you want to give the, the good chief justice a pass? On this, I'm not, I don't think he's the, the villain in oh, this, I don't in think this particular a, story. I, I'm not I suggesting he is going the, south on Obamacare. Let me be very things. clear. Yeah. I'm not suggesting he's the villain. Yeah. He's one, I think, of many suspects that should be investigated thoroughly by William Barr. Do you not agree? He's calling the Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court a suspect that should be investigated by the Attorney General who has the weight of the United States Justice Department behind him. What is fucking happening? Well, and what's even more scary is all of the people that are watching this. Yes. Right. This is on Fox Business Network. Yeah. And 
People respect Lou Dobbs. People are getting their information from Fox Business Network. And that is a scary thought that there are millions of people watching the show, I'm assuming. And um, I mean, that's just terrifying. At at least hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And many of those people already kind of uh, suspicious, paranoid about government and very protective of their president. Why would they not be when this is what they hear? I mean, come on. Was this a coup? An attempted coup. A coup d'etat. A soft coup. For lack of a better word, coup. This is a low-energy coup. It's a coup attempt. An open coup. Essentially a coup. There was, like, essentially a coup. If this is their news source, fair and balanced. You know what I mean? (laughs) But if it's a low-energy coup, do you have to worry about it? Right. Like, there's different kinds of coups. It's not that serious, because it's low energy. It's a low energy coup d'etat. Yeah. <laughs> Is it run by Jeb Bush? Is that what's happening? Yeah, we, did, <laughs> we didn't have to worry about low energy Jeb. I don't know if you're trying to ratchet up the concern. The best method is to call it low energy. So listen, we, we've got all kinds of other stuff I wanted to get to, but I w- I'm going to wrap with this, because it kind of t- this ties in. That our position on the world stage has been diminished... Maybe irrevocably. Mike Pence gave it a speech internationally. Mm -hmm. His speech was written with applause lines built in. I bring you greetings from the President of the United States. Pause. Wait for people to clap. This was the uh, Munich Security Conference. Listen to the, I mean, to call it a tepid response is just not doing it justice. It's fucking crickets in there on his applause breaks. Champions of freedom and a strong national defense who has worked with these members of Congress to strengthen America's military might and to strengthen the leadership of the free world. I bring greetings from the 45th president of the United States of America, President Donald Trump. It's a room full of people. I reflected on the words that are in the old book. If you owe debts, pay debts. If honor, then honor. If respect, then respect. That pause is fucking remarkable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't the only time. There were several moments in the speech. Listen to this. He's giving a speech to an audience of European allies. Allies of the United States, decades long allies, 70 years, nearly a hundred years, begging them to withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal, which no one should have withdrawn from. Is it perfect? No. Is it effective? Yes. Listen to this. The time has come for our European partners to withdraw from the Iran nuclear deal and join with us as we bring the economic and diplomatic pressure necessary to give the Iranian people, the region, and the world the peace, security, and freedom they deserve. We must not let this opportunity slip from our hands. When that happened, he actually shook his head. He was visibly shaken by it. Yeah. Like, oh, 
what is happening? Yeah, he shook his head, like almost in disappointment. Like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, yeah. Why is I'm pausing? Pausing means applause. <laughs> talk, talk about a cold room. Yeah, uh, but it's great. I hope that he received a message. Do you think he did? <laughs> I'm so eager. Do you think that he? Do you think he, re- <laughs> he received the message. a message? That's the message he received. Oh, okay. Well. When are they going to learn? Well, they actually didn't receive the message because did you hear what Sarah Sanders said? Oh, my God. Yes. Please read what Sarah Sanders said. This was her explanation to those silent, ice cold applause breaks. This is what she said. Well, actually, um, she didn't make a real statement. No, I thought you were going to. I wanted, I was hoping we would just play it straight and then at the end say that he's a satirist. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Jeremy Newberger on Twitter tweeted, it was out of respect for our president that world leaders observed a moment of silence during Vice President Pence's speech in Munich. You know, here's what's crazy about it is... That's, that's something they would say. That's not far off something that, that she may have said as an excuse. That they would try to sell. Yes, yes. For sure. And that, <laughs> you have to be careful, right? Because a lot of the satire seems really realistic these days, yes. including that statement. Um, but just always check the bio. <laughs> For sure. See what's going on So there. probably good that we don't try to pull a fast one and then at the end go, just kidding, everybody. JK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But we'll see what she says at the next press conference. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. All right, everybody. It's the asshole of today. Goodlow Sutton. Um, is that like a gas station chain? What is that? That is he is. Oh, he is the editor um, of the Democrat Reporter a weekly newspaper in Linden, Alabama. Goodlow Sutton. And he published an editorial in the Thursday edition of the weekly newspaper. And this newspaper has thousands of subscribers. So doing okay, getting the message out. Unfortunately, the message that he decided to get out was about how the um, KKK needs to, quote, night ride again against tax tax raising politicians... Wow. And he literally wrote, quote, time for the Ku Klux Klan to night ride again. Democrats in the Republican Party and Democrats are plotting to raise taxes in Alabama. Wow. Yeah. Alabama, everybody. So good. Good fucking times in Alabama. Yeah. He blamed Democrats for the involved the United States involvement in both world wars, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, and the involvement in the Middle East, he confirmed that he wrote the piece in an interview and uh, he he suggested that the Klan quote go up there and clean out DC. Here's a statement from Goodlow Sutton. No Trump, baby. <laughs> So he, he goes a little bit further. Um, he told a, re- a reporter from that publication that he gave an interview to, the Montgomery Advisor. He said, quote, we'll get the hemp ropes out, loop them over a tall limb, and hang all of them. So it's imagery of uh, lynching. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good low Sutton, everybody. Asshole of today. 
Well, and I, I saw a tweet today because there's all this talk about the attack on that Empire actor. And I don't know how to say his name. So that's why I'm not saying it. But we all know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, he there are reports that he faked the attack um, on himself, that he hired two men to attack him. Yeah, yeah. And there's a certain segment of Twitter that is going crazy with this right now saying, see, it was fake. We knew all along. Yeah, we knew all along. And I, I saw a tweet today that said, um, real instances of racism are so rare that this is the lengths people are going to wow. to keep the eye on racism. Something like well, that. Well, first of all, this guy, if this pans out to be true, and it looks like it's true. That he faked his attack. Yeah. Is fucking lame. That is lame. But I, because it, it, it does damage to the real instances, the frequent real instances of violence, racial violence and racism in America. But I, I want to go back to that tweet because are instances of racism hard to find? No, they're not hard to find. They're not hard to find. <laughs> and this is someone that is publishing a newspaper in Alabama. And this is what they wrote in that newspaper. And then yeah. they gave an interview about what they wrote in the newspaper. Like they had time to and, think yeah. about the yeah. argument that they were making. <laughs> yeah. And like so, there was a lot of time yeah. to think about it. Hell yeah, I wrote that. In the writing of it, in the publishing of it, then in the aftermath, after you've published it, and then giving an interview about what you published. There was like a lot of time to have some thoughts about the thing. Yeah. And still standing by it. Is he is he fucking listening to himself yeah, right now? Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> there's that. Um but this is uh this is pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. All right, everybody. No, 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 no positive note to end on other than together we can uh, make a difference here in this in this world. T together, 2020's here. We need to choose the right candidate to, to defeat Donald Trump. Hopefully next time we'll have some news about some of the Democratic uh, entrants into the race, some of their policies. I want to talk about uh, Klobuchar specifically. Um, we love you guys. We appreciate you. If you would like to join our Patreon family and help support me screaming into a microphone twice a week. Also, the videos on YouTube. Support Brittany bringing me back from the brink. Mm. We invite you to go to teamdollamore.com. Really, I know you hear this all the time about for as little as a price of a cup of, cup of coffee, you can support us. Yeah. And really... We would appreciate and love it. And uh, I think we are doing important stuff here. Having a conversation. Mm -hmm. Giving you a platform for your opinion. To leave voicemails. To leave emails. To have a larger conversation about very important issues. Anyway, we'd love to have you. TeamDollamore.com. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore. And this has been I Doubt It. The deli counter lady. Oh, I know where you're going with it. Is kind of aggressive. <laughs>